Okay, we're back with the round two of the AFLW Fantasy Pod. It's your host, Michael. And once again, I'm here with Bainey. Bainey, how are you, mate? I'm very good. I'm very that, good. That's the way. Today, we've got a special guest with us, Sam Larder. He finished, I think, number seven last year in the men's comp. And uh, he's doing very well for himself in the women's game. Sam, how are you, mate? Yeah, good. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. No worries. Uh, so tell us, how you going with the women's game at the moment? Yeah, so it started off not too bad. Um, I'm currently three rounds in about 30th, mid-30s. So, Beautiful. Um, wow. I've had a few good picks and then I've had um, a few where I've struggled a bit um, early on. But um, since then, I've uh, been pretty good. Uh, sort of struggling with the strategy and making money and all that sort of stuff. So it's interesting bouncing ideas off Richard. Uh, whether to go like all out um, guns and rookies or whether to load up in the midfield. So, um, yeah, learning as we go. And yeah, yeah, definitely. The, the past few years, I haven't watched too much AFLW. So my team was sort of built more based off stats and sort of looking at um, what Bainey had to say. Yep, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. And then since we started Fantasy, I've watched a fair few games. I'd say I watch about half um, every week. So, mm-hmm. I'm sort of starting to learn and then you can see patterns, you know. Uh, one of my favourite players was Tiny White. So, like, basically yeah. just watching one game. She was St. Kilda? Yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah. That, that first game, because I don't know if you guys had any trouble, but I missed the lockout. Okay. Um, it, was a, it was crazy, the 20 minutes leading up to it. It was, yeah. So, so I crashed. And I sort of, I played around with my team for so long, but I missed the lockout. Um, yep. Sort of, I just had a team unsaved. So luckily they reopened it. So I missed yeah. out on Richmond and secured players. So yep. yeah, she was straight in after that. Yeah. No, I think oh. you, um, there's a few Richmond Saints players you might have dodged bullets with. <laughs> I can know a lot of, <laughs> a lot of people, a lot of coaches that yeah. didn't, no, uh, you know, me included, didn't know much of the depth of the rookies, really just filled our benches with whatever St. Kilda and Richmond rookies are named. So, like, I know I had uh, Yusir and Lucy Burke, who were both averaging about 10. Yeah, green dots. Like, yeah, because exactly. You, you didn't, I didn't have a clue who was going to get picked or anything. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, but, yeah, I, uh, I actually had a bit of an issue this week where – uh, for whatever reason, my I got an email about twenty minutes for lockout telling me that um, that my trades were over cap somehow. There was a bit of a an error on the other end, so uh, unfortunately yeah. didn't didn't see the email until it was a bit late. So all my trades got reversed, which was a bit rough this week, but um, that's all right. So um, you just got stuck with the team that you had from the week before. Yeah, correct. I I logged on with about two minutes. I, I saw the email about five minutes ago. I logged in with about two minutes to go and. I think I managed to do one trade um, and then, yeah. yeah, but that's all right. That's, you know, I mean, look, I, yeah. I avoided the hatchard injury, so we're all, hit, we're all getting bullets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but that's all right. That, all right. that and, really um, sent the comp apart, that one. Oh, didn't it? And speaking of hatchard, this weekend, I uh, I posted a, a, some of the numbers from her this year. I don't know if you saw it, but she had almost no ownership in the first two rounds where she averaged 125 and then obviously had the big, she was the most uh, traded in player in round three. I think 13% of the comp traded her in, injured 37. 13% of the comp had a captain. I know, Richard, you were one of them. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, memories, then, uh, and then 13% traded her out again. I saw the thing Selby posted saying that uh, 13% traded her out again. So obviously she goes bang, 122. 
I mean, I would have, so... Mm. Yeah, no, I would have too. If uh, I owned her, so... Yep. Yeah, someone yeah. asked me that during the week, and I just, uh, without knowing the teams, I think yeah, it's the safe bet. Um, there were a lot of good options out there. Uh, you had her, Bainey? Who did you trade it to? I, I traded her to a dryer from uh, the Lions. Uh, I could have gone with Tani White and taken her 77. Uh, yep. Sam, you were big on White, and you told me to do that. Yep. But uh, from a cash generation point of view, I wanted... Um, um, some some uh, some money to be made with um, the Ryan's did and yeah um, yeah perhaps not a, a good decision in hindsight but oh well well I mean you based on the information you had I didn't mind it um, I actually why I was one of the ones I tried to trade out <laughs> um, after watching her because I think you missed her last game last week but after watching her I felt that she was a bit off the pace and I tried to get her to Riddell. Um, and then, unfortunately, she did struggle a bit this week. Um, but you managed to take cuttings 70, uh, what was it, 58 or something like that? Yeah, 57, 58. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. I did notice a lot of coaches uh, trailing Swanson this week in the hopes that, mm-hmm. yeah, in the hopes that uh, they were going to get her in. And then, obviously, the Eagles game was postponed. So because she didn't play the week four from the suspension, a lot of donuts. Wow. Yeah. And then. Uh, I actually thought. Odoi was good. Um, I watched that game. I actually thought she played pretty well, but she just wasn't getting any tackles and sort of just like she was quite flashy. But um, yeah, I guess the numbers didn't reflect how well she sort of played. So yeah, so that's kind of that's kind of ring. So okay, there you go. When you've got one player in that game, you're really focusing on. You're watching them quite clearly. Yes. Um, Yes. Yeah, I thought she was really good. Just a few times, like. She was just getting a lot of disposals, but not marks and tackles. So it just sort of cost her a score in the end. Yeah, and that's a, that's kind of why I managed to elaborate a little bit more. But that's why I was going to jump off her. I watched that same game, and um, she tends to like she gets she gets a lot. I think she's the most meters gained, definitely the highest meters gained for the Lions. Might be in the comp, yeah. I think, or top three. But um, doesn't really tackle, doesn't really mark, just doesn't yeah. have that much of a fantasy game about her. It's a bit like Haley Miller from the Dockers, who you you were pretty hot on Bainey. Yeah, I was. I was. Yeah. She's, yeah, she's a star. Uh, Sam, we discussed Haley Miller as well. Um, yeah, and, and she delivered on the weekend. You know, um, yeah. But I really feel that they don't have that much of a fan. A bit the Nat Five type, where um, guns, absolute guns in the game. But I just don't know if they're going to have that that consistent ceiling. Um. So yeah, and the so the Thursday night Pies Freer game, that was really interesting because you and I, Barney, we've been talking a lot about. Uh, Antonio and O'Sullivan, the two right. two Freo forwards that I've really not been as hot on as you. Um, I've yeah. been feeling like one, when one's up, one's down. What happened on Thursday? Um, Sam, you and I have been talking about O'Sullivan a lot, and I believe you brought in O'Sullivan. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. She's had it for two weeks now. That was a very easy pick, given her price and forward status. Um, yeah. It was only one game of watching, and she was trading. So it had yeah. the CBAs and everything, um, tackles, yeah, it does it all. So yeah. Yep. she's one yeah. issue I don't have to deal with. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to wear that one. I, I was wrong after watching that game on Thursday night. I think that the two girls can. I mean, obviously they're not gonna they're not gonna roll over teams every week like that. But Collingwood were a top four team. They're going to be quite a good team yeah. this year. And Freeman was still able to just roll over the top of them. So I think that more weeks than not, both those girls are going to do well. So I think yeah. that's a great pick. Yeah. Uh, one thing I did also notice, though, that and we've been harping on about this, but Benici's time on ground again, she was yes. leading Bowers most of the game. 
Um, they were kind of back and forth a bit, but the last yeah. five minutes of nearly every quarter, straight to the bench. He's on the bench, yeah. Yep. And Bowers just goes back behind the ball to rest. Yeah. Did you notice much about that game, Bernie? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, I noticed it from from round one itself. You know, the amount of time she spends on the bench, and given the games are so short, and if there's no stoppages, uh, you know, or the ball's not on the side of the uh, of the bench, it's very hard to get on the ground. So, um, yeah, it's 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 so frustrating because she's such a good scorer, but she just needs way higher time on ground. Yeah, then, I mean the yeah. round two is prime example, right? Ninety eight at half time. Yeah, uh, which was just uh, like I was obviously one that went against one one that went against the grain this week, and I captain Benicio Overbowers. Yeah. Um, tried not to get excited too early, and there was a late adjustment, so Bowers did end up beating Benici by a few points, but in the end, it was negligible. Yeah. Uh, did you like anything from the Dogs Giants game? Um, um, oh, okay, I, I thought um, Eleanor Brown was good, and I had her in round one. Ooh. And um, she played on Taylor Harris and just didn't score well at all. Um, and that was enough just watching that game that I traded her straight out, mm-hmm. which you would anyway because um, they missed the two games. So you would have had to take her. It was about a mid-30 score. Um, but then I watched her round four game. Yeah, she was really good. So um, obviously the right call to trade her out, but that's sort of one to watch in the back line. I'm not sure on her price, but, um, yeah, she was very good. Yeah, I'm not sure what her price is either, but uh, I I had a bit of I've had a bit of a look at the sort of the bet, the top five for each position this week, and there's a couple of positions up for grabs in the back line. It's it really falls off quick, um, and Benny and I might have, might have a look at that later. But um, yeah, I think that that's really heating up in the back line there. Uh, the Crows D's game we we've touched on Hatchard. Uh, this might be your ballpark, Benny. Can we bring her back in? Oh, of course you can. Of course you can. <laughs> I think to, to tie the, the previous game in this, um, who is M3? Who is M3? So is it uh, Hatcher? Is it Parker? Is it Riddell? Um, and all of them putting your hand up to be sort of M3. Uh, who's your priority to bring in of the three? My answer to that is none of them. Oh, I've, wow, actually, okay. I've actually got Hatcher at M2. Wow. I've got her above Benici. You take out that... Anomaly 37. And as we all know from Calvin, you can take out those scores. Um, she's she's actually the number one midfielder. Um, and I do think that was an anomaly. Uh, I've actually got her at M2. Yeah, but yeah I'd I agree. Say, can I just say, as someone who owned her for that anomaly at 37, um, I, you know, you don't want someone that can produce that on the day. You know, I'd rather someone that can do... 1990 90, 90 versus 120 37. It's quite a unique. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, look, I agree in principle, and that's why I've been cold on the two Freo girls. Um, but what I will say is, Benici, that 98 and a half time, she finished on 120. So, uh, or 120 odd, might have been closer to 130. But a 20 odd point second half yeah. is what Benici can put up too. Hatchard was injured at three quarter time or thereabouts. I reckon that like that game, I don't know if you remember, Barney Richmond got absolutely destroyed at the end of that game. That was a complete points fest. I think that Hatchard probably would have pushed 60 or 70. Um, and that's, I think that's a four. And when you're consistently hitting 120s, 130s, I've got no problem with that at all. What do you think, Sam? Yeah, like I wouldn't bring her in just because of the injury threat. Mm-hmm. Um, wow, like it's point. the sort of injury that could flare up at any point. Like, 
And I mean, that injured game, she made it through to what was it midway through the third quarter? Uh, so, like, yeah. so obviously, um, the injury is playing a part there. Um, but if she was fully fit, she'd be the M2 for me. Um, even maybe even M1, because from what I've seen, Crows are the best team. And the way she plays, it's just um, kick mark. So, you know, I could easily see 100 plus. Yeah, okay. As an average. Yeah. But because of the injury, um, I wouldn't be going there. I haven't targeted any um, premium midfielders yet. I've just been trying to fix everything else up. Yeah, I mean, I had that option this week. I honestly hadn't even considered Hatchard when I wanted to upgrade her to Dwyer just because, obviously, like I said, I was telling people to, you know, get rid of her if they had the opportunity because we didn't know she was going to be named. So I went with Riddell. I do think Riddell, she's my M4 after Benici. Okay. Um, I think that because of that injury risk, I'd probably target Riddell over Hatchard, but I do think that Hatchard will be M2 for the rest of the year with, without any injury issues. Yeah. Uh, also, one thing more to mention on that game quickly, uh, I had a I had a bit of a, a look at it, and Crows are actually have just taken over as the hardest team to score against so far this year in fantasy terms. Wow. Wow. So I think that's something to take into consideration when doing your trades. I know that you don't want to look at one week, but there's only uh, what yeah five or six rounds left. I think yeah. that when bringing in players, if you're on the fence with a couple, you can maybe look at. If one of them's got Adelaide coming up at all for us this year and one doesn't, might be a bit yeah. of an indicator. What do you think? Yeah. Great insight. Great insight. Yeah. Yeah. They're the best team. Do you guys agree with? Uh, Bernie, what do you think? Uh, Frio, Frio looked the goods. My goodness. Yeah, Who true. Expected that, that result. So it's uh, in yeah. Melbourne, away from home. Um, yeah. Yeah, pretty, yeah. Uh, so last finals. Saturday, Richard and I had this discussion uh, who we thought was going to be the grand finalists. You left out the Crows, Bernie. You went free over Melbourne. Yeah, just because of who they played yep. or had played to that point. Yep. But wow, this um, yeah. for you and the Crows, I really put your hands up. So they were the two I said, and I'm, yeah. I'm really... Oh, it's it's tough to call. With Chelsea Randall going down, I'd probably lean towards Frio. Yeah. Um, yep. But I'm really not sure. Cats Lions, we just notice. Uh, Webster is consistent down back. Um, Harrington is pretty consistent as well. And the whole um, Prasparkis um, uh, question, you know, when to when to jump off given her scores and cash generation. What are your mm. thoughts around? around yeah, that? so obviously Harrington plays for the Blues, but with the Cats Lions game, um, Georgie Prasparkis. She, um, I actually considered trading her to Robottom this week. I think that uh, there were a few people that were thinking about jumping off Georgie, and I think that you can. Um, she's got cash to make, but as I've been saying, I think we've been saying since the start, points are key. Um, there's 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 primos that can make cash as well. So I think that if you've got the luxury, you can easily move her on, whether it's up or down. There's not a lot of mid-rookie options at the moment, but if you can trade down elsewhere and get her up, I absolutely would be doing that. Yeah. Um, I've still got her, um, and I was sort of hoping that her and Rory Bottom would just stay in the team sort of while I fixed up all my other issues, and maybe if they made a bit of cash, I'd be able to get them up. But, yeah, she really struggled. Um, do you think maybe a bit of a fitness issue? Yeah, I yeah. think that uh, Rory Bottom 
uh, like you saw that she had a quieter game, although saying that 50 odd is still a great rookie score. Um, but yeah. that was with her week off. I think that she's going to benefit from that week off. Uh, I think, yeah, Chris Parker might struggle a little bit as the season wears on, uh, whereas Redbottom will probably keep going strong. Uh, that's why you know, I actually chose to trade out Kylie to uh, Redbottom instead of Presparkus and still not sure whether that was the right call, but I definitely think you can get off Presparkus. What do you think about Webster, Sam? Yeah, yeah, I've had um, I've had her since the second week, um, just based off the CBA numbers, and yeah, she's great. Um, once again, another player that's sort of not in the midlines um, in terms of fantasy, but completely playing a um, mid-role. So yeah. they're the ones that I have been targeting the first few weeks. Yeah, and I see her as a bit of an O'Dwyer type. Um, again, where she <clears throat> she tends to get uh, a lot of meters gained, gets a lot of kicks, has a very good kick to handle ratio, but doesn't get a lot of tackles, doesn't get a lot of marks. Um, but yeah, having a midfielder in the back line is just um, it's invaluable, isn't it? Yeah, it's slim pickings back there. So it is. Um, yeah. She's sort of one where I've just sort of locked that away, and um, hopefully that she'll just stay there for the um, rest of the comp. Uh, Barney, what'd you what'd you catch on the North Blues game? Harrington. Oh. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh goodness, um, I did not sleep last night from uh, from the tennis, um, yep. and I've lost my voice from all the uh, <laughs> from all the cheering as well. So yeah, um, yeah, Rafa. <laughs> um, Ferguson, Ferguson. So I think that's the uh, the big question here, and what to do. It's easy to get frustrated with a with a low score. But when you look back um, historically at, at her performance and her price and cash generation she could make, uh, is, is it worth waiting a couple of weeks? Uh, because there's no one really to, to move up to in the back line. Um, no one's really putting their hand up for the, you know, the, the four, the five positions yet. What about um, Hampson? Thoughts? Oh, sorry. No, no. Yeah, Hampson uh, from the Gold Coast. That, it, it's not too far up. Um, from Ferguson to Hampson as like a little bit of an upgrade if you don't have too much cash. Yeah, so Hampson's 30,000 if I'm not wrong. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Do we need to see one more game of hers before we jump on? Yeah, I mean, maybe. Like, there's the risk. You could take the risk there. But if, yes, like, if Ferguson's just pumping out 20s and that, you know, it's not that big a risk, I guess. Um, she was great in that one game, but you know, I'm not sure if um, she'll lose those CBAs. I'm, I haven't sort of kept up whether other players have come back into the midfield in those two games. Yeah, my concern with with Hampson is that uh, Gold Coast don't play until I believe it's Sunday in the next weekend. Uh, they they've had a lot of co- they've had a lot of health and safety protocol issues. Gold Coast and uh, bringing in a player who, if a game gets postponed, doesn't get their average. I'm just not for that at all. Mm, uh, if yeah, if their call. game gets postponed, she gets a zero. It's the same reason I didn't want to bring Swanson back in. Uh, I mean, Gold Coast, uh, sorry, West Coast did have, you know, they had mentioned that they, their game could be postponed. But even without any mention of it, we don't know teams. I am just not keen at all on jumping on a player that could get a donut when a bench scores, pumping at sevens. So I'm yeah. not going anywhere near yeah. Hampson, not at all. Not, yeah, not in the no. next week or two anyway. Uh, Ferguson, I didn't realise the late game. Yeah, so for me, Ferguson, uh, she had a 60-odd two weeks ago. Exactly. Yeah, two or three weeks ago. Um, and she had, was it, it was around 40-odd this week. You say a low score, 
but like 40 is that's a 60 equivalent for the men's yeah. game. You take that every day of the week. She's still yeah. got a break even very low. I don't know what it is, yeah. but um, I think that unlike Press Parkers, I would be more than happy to hold Ferguson along with Eddie nice. from the forward line. Uh, I think that she she actually had a quite a good game. I really like her. I know that typically you want to avoid the outside players, but for her price, she gets a lot of cheap plus sixes. And yeah. I'm probably going to ride Eddie out until close to the end of the year, I think. Yeah. Uh, with Harrington, I actually I think I've got her at D2 above Howarth. Really? Yeah. Yeah. She, did you just watch the, the Carlton North game? Um, I watched it, but I sort of focus on my players a bit unless someone really stands yeah, no, out. Of course. So, um, I noticed her a bit and yeah. yeah, she's been good ever since round one. So um, yeah, I'd be looking to bring her in if yeah. you um, were after sort of a defender in that price range for sure. Yeah, no, I, I love her. I love her floor. She she takes, uh, I couldn't find the kick in statistics anywhere for the AFLW, but just from the eye, she's taken, because I've watched uh, every single AFLW game this year. Uh, she has taken every single kick in of theirs, bar two that I have wow. seen. She yeah. has played on from 100% of kick ins that I've seen. Uh, she takes a lot of plus sixes. The two, the two kick ins she didn't get, one of the two, she got a plus six. She got a kick straight to her. So I love her floor. She tackles. Uh, on the weekend, I think she was in for a big game. She had a really, she had a two point second quarter because she had, I think, three tackles that. Um, and the tackles can be a bit up and down with the, the umpiring in the women's game, but she had three tackles that went against her, and that's a almost a 25-point turnaround if those tackles aren't called. Oh, yeah. Aren't yeah, called pushing sure. the back, so holding the ball. Uh, she would have turned up. So I, yeah. I love Harrington, and I think that she's a pretty – I actually think she's a higher priority, higher priority than Swanson with the lower price tag. Okay. And obviously the – again, you know, if the Eagles don't play, which uh, I'm sure they will, but – just that that pending donut, I, I couldn't do it. Yeah, great, great uh, insight, great insight. Yeah, and the the Suns Tigers last night. Can I just say, in my write up preseason or at the start of the season, I I, I wrote I know where you're going with Alana, this. Yeah, and her numbers um, in, in the VFLW level was so good. And I talked her up, but I put a small asterisk on, on scoring goals. First game, 10 points. I felt so bad. Lots of people jumped off. Should. She's vindicated, you know, no. putting her yeah. no. on that list. You've ruined my season. <laughs> You've ruined my season. Yeah. I, it's crazy what she's doing. Crazy. Yeah. I she's a level above. Sorry, you go, Sam. Oh, I was just saying, she's a level above. And it's just crazy that first game. She kicked a goal in the first five minutes. And I thought, oh, good, like, for that price, like, I won't really focus on her because, you know, you'd be happy with, like, a 30, 40 at that mm. price. So, yeah. and then she ended the game on 10, you know, to be on nine um, in the first five minutes and end up with a 10. I thought, gee, so um, it was only through luck that I even got her on my field in round two. I think I had a few laid outs with the COVID. And then I benched her this week um, over Eddie. So mm. that one kind of hurt a bit. There's about 50 yeah. points that went. Yeah, for me, I, I I actually knew almost nothing about Bahana. Uh, I mean, I I haven't paid a lot of attention to FLW before this year, so I started Bahana on field, 
purely because of Bainey's uh, early article. <laughs> I started her on field. The Same. only reason yeah. I picked her, didn't know a thing about her. She got me, I, I watched the game. She got a 10. She looked completely out of her depth. Uh, she was just, and look, you know, uh, you know, a, a, quite a, a big, young 18-year-old girl. That's what you expect. But she just looked like a, you know, an 18-year-old key forward that just wasn't ready. Um, yeah. I, she was my first trade out as soon as rock out lift, rock out lifted round one, yeah. she came back and went bang and has not stopped. And it is just yeah. a coach killer. And now I'm just too yeah. stubborn. I, I'm not getting her back. I, I can't. Do it. <laughs> yeah. I, see, I'm not sure who they've got this week, but it could be a completely different story if they have another hard matchup. Um, very good point. There's some good key defenders out there that, you know, we'll just stay with her and focus. You know, she's got a lot of attention now for the last two weeks. I could definitely see another, you know, 10, 20 score going in there. But, yeah, that kind of hurts trading her out because she's gone up a lot in cash as well. Mm, yeah. All right. Uh, is there anything else you want to add, Sam, before we let you go? Um, Great targets. Great targets. Come on. Give us something. Yeah, you got any, you got any, uh, got any insights for next I, week? Yeah, one I missed from the D's game, I traded in Lampard and she was great. Um, similar to Harrington, she took all the kickouts and it's sort of a bonus when they played such a good team and the Crows who were a bit inaccurate. It was just, you know, 30 points for free there with about 10 kick-ins. So um, she got me about a mid... Sorry, uh, she got me a 65. So yeah, that's um, nice. it's another option there. Um, she's currently 35,000, probably rise a little bit, but yeah, I just thought I'd add that in as if you're sort of looking for two defenders and yeah, or if you don't have enough to get up to Harrington. Mm, yeah, no, great shout. And like I said, I'm avoiding Hampton, so I'd, I'd much prefer to go there. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for joining us, Sam. It's been great. Really appreciate it. Um, you are currently about 30 ranks ahead of me, so I hope that you have a terrible week next week. Uh, I had a bad one this week, so I think I'll be um, dropping down a bit. Yeah, no, you, you and me both. Um, lockout list, but look, yeah, only what? Only two two players I think turned up. Was it two or three? It, I think it was only two players in the whole comp turned up this this week. So yeah. uh, pass score is I think going to be possibly the lowest pass score of the year. Uh, but yeah, it was yeah. great to have you, Sam. Really appreciate it. Uh, we might get you back yeah. on sometime. And good luck next weekend. Yeah, awesome. Cheers, guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Thanks, Oh, well, that was a blast. Sam definitely seems to know his stuff. He's uh, he's actually doing a lot better than both of us. <laughs> <laughs> he could go for a double double top ten finish, you know. Yeah, um, I know that would be that would be impressive. I think maybe he should be hosting this podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Now, before we go um, with last week's pod, there was seemed to be a pretty positive response. Um, I think we yes. had about ten million listens, and I think about eighty percent of those. DM'd me and said that it was the greatest podcast they've ever heard. So uh, we did get a few comments asking for uh, a rolling 16. Yep. So um, well, we'll call it a best 16. Um, I've put together a very short list of what I think. Um, you've done mm-hmm. the same. We haven't seen each other's, so this will be interesting. And I actually yep. I thought it was a lot harder than I expected it to be. Um, so we'll quickly run through them before we go and let's see where we're at. So do you want to start me off with your defenders? 
my best 16 is based around what's achievable by round 10, given the limited or sort of cash generation constraints. Uh, yeah. So that, okay. So you're not just yes. going for who's got the most, who's going to score the most points in the next six rounds. But yeah. Yeah. So um, in the back line, if, if you can finish with this, I think you'd be pretty good. Um, Swanston, D1, yep. Yep. Uh, Webster, okay. Harrington. Yep. D4 is either Hampson or Birch. Yep. And, you know, D5 is you could keep a Ferguson until the season ends. Yeah, right. So we have the same five players, just not in the same order. Uh, I've yep. actually got Harrington, which I already mentioned earlier. I've got Harrington at D2. Yep. Uh, I, I just, I really like her floor, and therefore I think that she will score more total points for the year. Uh, and I've got, I've actually, and this for me, this is not to do with price. This is just who will score the most points for the rest of the year. I've actually yeah. got Birch at D4. And which is incredible for nice. a rookie. Um, that's probably yeah. not going to be. It was. It was. Those two positions were really tough. Um, yeah. So I got Birch and Hampson. Um, yeah. But there's there's just a, there's a plethora of options back there. Mid, yes. I'll go. Uh, I've got Bowers one, obviously Turbo. I've got Hatchard yeah. second, yeah. Benici third, Riddell yeah. four, and five was tough. I tossed up between uh, Park, Alice Parker from the Giants. Yep. And Ebony Marinoff. And despite okay. the fact that neither of them are actually in the top 10 for averages, I've gone with Marinoff. I just think that uh, with the way Adelaide are playing, they're getting better. She's getting more of the ball. as the, I think each week she's improved or thereabouts. Um, I think that she's going to finish off the, the year really strongly. What about you? Yeah. Um, I think this is an area where we need to start building and making sure we have the sort of four of the top five midfielders as soon yep. as possible. Uh, especially because Mark is not performing. So, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, M1, Bowers. M2, I still back Benici. That was my yep. preseason call. Yes, yep. time on ground is low, but she's still a great point-per-minute scorer. And, and hopefully, uh, uh, she keeps building um, as, as the rounds go. Uh, Hatchard, uh, M3, once again, still hurts. And yeah, watching her live and scoring 17 points to halftime, yeah. yeah, it makes me wonder, does she still have those odd games in her that can really hurt you in, in a round you need her to score. Yep. Um, yes, and then sort of uh, Riddell slash Parker, and then okay. you could finish up with a White or a Dwyer as your... You yeah, know, okay. So, uh, so you've got uh, Riddell and Parker as your four and five. Yeah, you, you, there's no sitting on the fence here, mate. Riddell oh. or Parker, who gets four? Riddell. <laughs> Good call. Good call. Yeah. Uh, Parker, I think her actually her average is actually I don't I don't she did she did she not do well at the start of the year because her average uh, I haven't followed her that closely. She had a really good game on the weekend and her average is only in the like the seventies, right? Yeah, I, I think um, uh, Alicia Eva has been uh, upstaging her a little to yep. start the year, but but it's sort of swung back yeah. way. Um, yeah, yeah, cool. Uh, Rocks, honestly, I haven't followed her that closely. Um, I, from what I've seen, I feel like Moody's probably going to take the R1. She's currently, I think, yeah. the second highest averaging rock. Um, but I think she's going to take it. Be... Yeah, yeah, likewise, likewise. And, and the rock's not an area I'm focusing on. I'm happy yep. to write the rookies. Yeah, uh, exactly. Stage, you know, cutting fuller, just getting the right player on the ground. Again, yeah. they call right. Yeah, now obviously uh, we're, not ex- week. we're not expecting anyone to get anywhere near the best 16, right? With the cash yeah. limited cash generation, this is really just for if people want to target, they want to know who to target and who they think is keeper. 
but yeah. I think that the rock for me anyway is probably the last priority as far as upgrades. Yes. Um, yes. I, unless there's some sort of in, an injury, I highly expect to end the year with a rookie ruck. Uh, yeah. Even if I get an injury with my ruck, uh, the chances of, like, I don't want a mid-priced ruck. So the chances of having 30K in the bank to upgrade to someone like Moody is very low. So yeah. uh, even if I had the in, an injury to Fuller, who's my ruck, I'd probably sideways to someone like Cutting. Okay. Uh, rather than trying to destroy my team just to get up to a ruck, and it's probably going to average 70 anyway. Yeah. Forwards, give me yeah. show me what you got. Uh, Hanks, uh, F1, I think that's yep. pretty clear. Um, or Sullivan, F2. I think I think she's proven now that that, um, that there is some consistency there, sure. You get the odd poor uh, uh, score from her. Yep. Um, and then it's a mix between sort of Howard, um, Antonio, and uh, Alois Jones. Okay, EJ. So we actually have the same top four. Uh, yeah. I've thrown, I've gone from being cold on O'Sullivan to F2. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Hanks is an obvious F1. Uh, I've got Howarth at F3. She's going to be, yeah. I think, a bit of a downhill, a bit of a downhill skier um, as far yeah. as scores. She had a poor score on the weekend. Uh, she's obviously listed as a forward, but she's playing in the back line this year. Mm-hmm. So. I think, well, I guess the opposite of downhill skiing, uphill skiing. She's, I think she's going to do better in the games where Gold Coast struggle. Gold Coast had a really good game on the weekend and she just didn't get yeah. much of the ball. So mm-hmm. she's going to be a bit up and down. Uh, Antonio, I've got four and I've actually got four at five. I know mm-hmm. she had a poor game. I know you're a bit cold on her, but I think that uh, Melbourne are a good enough team that when they're up and going, she's, she's an 80 plus player yeah. and I think they're going to be more up than down so I mean look that that if I spot was very tough there's a lot of options EJ had a good game Elvis Jones um, but I don't think that she can sustain that she's still a great option but I just don't see her doing what she's doing with the rest of the year so I just picked a more of an experienced head you know what I love for F5 if Bohana can end up being F5 that would be so good <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, when you're talking about just when you take price into consideration, if Bahana is F5, I'm never playing fantasy again. <laughs> it is just, uh, oh. I, I was just like, like I said, after watching her live, the first thing I did when lockout lifted was get her out of my team. I felt dirty having that 10 in my team. And then this this week, we turn around, I get in Farkinson, who looked amazing last week, and she gives us yep. a nine. And I was really hot on her. I, I Last week on the pod, I was definitely encouraging people to get her in. She looked incredible. Um, but yeah, she just couldn't get in this week. I mean, I guess that's the, the life of a rookie, right? Yeah. All right. Well, that was, that was great. Um, obviously it was really fun having Sam on. We'll yeah. see what we can do about having a guest every now and then. Hopefully yeah. uh, down the track, we can maybe get a, some, some women guests on. Uh, I think that, you know, especially if it's someone within the industry, I think that would really add a good element to it. Yeah. Um, but thank you again Bainey it's been an absolute blast yeah. and I will catch you during the week awesome awesome enjoy thanks mate see ya take care yeah